Welcome to episode 156 of the Sports Marketing Huddle, a podcast that looks at all things marketing in the world of sports. Alongside Brian Cristiano, I'm Rob Cressy. So Brian, you're at the National Sports Forum and just had a conversation with Angelina Lawton, CEO of Sports Digita. What was your biggest takeaway? My biggest takeaway from her was that, you know, looking from the sports sponsorship side, it's really starting to integrate across platform and across channel. Whereas 10 years ago, it's just buying a billboard or a logo placement. And now that doesn't work. You and I both know that, but really starting to get into understanding how tech, how digital, how social is starting to integrate, uh, you know, really good sponsorships and what they're doing at the New York Mets and Coca-Cola, I found very fascinating. And I think, again, this one's very interesting to me too. From the entrepreneurial side, I asked her a question about what advice she would give to budding entrepreneurs. So Angelina, um, we're here at the National Sports Forum, um, we're at the Twin Cities, and there's a lot of different conversation happening around all sides of professional sports and non-professional sports. One of the interesting topics that continues to come up is sponsorships. And there is a whole lot of talk about how digital is impacting both on a positive and, a, and creating some challenges. And I would love to get your perspective on what you're seeing from a sponsorship side and what's happening in 2017 and moving forward that might be different from the last 10 years. Well, I think that social media obviously is a big part of it, digital. For me, I would say the number one thing that I'm hearing over and over from all the teams is just instead of asking you know doing their assets it's more about the experience everything is experiential now as far as you know what kind of experiences can they create within a team during a game after the game from the time they leave their home they're trying to do like the full 360 on that and not just like getting people to the you know to be a partner so I would say that I, I know that there's a lot of things going on digitally like I mentioned like the esports um, virtual reality things like that Teams are really trying to figure out a way to, you know, embed that into their kind of assets of, you know, f proposals for their teams. Um, I would say that social media, that second screen is really important as well, and teams are trying to figure out how to capture, you know, partnerships and bring people on board through that avenue as well. And are you seeing, um, as your going down the avenue of sponsorships. Are they becoming more integrated? Are they becoming more complex than where maybe 10 or 15 years ago would be a very simple logo placement? Right, I mean, it's definitely more about, not about the logo placement anymore, and that's mm -hmm. typically what we're hearing when teams are putting together their decks. They work with us with the DigiDeck, which is a presentation tool that they use. And so it's all about, we don't wanna just do the logo, we don't wanna place it on, on the dashboard or you know center court, things like that. We want to be able to figure out and experience something more than that. And so what we're trying to do is come up with different ways of, you know, getting that experience out to the people. And what are the assets from a sponsorship perspective that you're seeing the most upside on now? I would definitely say um, social media. I think that, you know, I kind of view the website of a team as far as, is, is like I just said this, an octopus as far as all the tentacles. And they're just trying to drive all the different tentacles back to the website where they're looking at potential sponsorships and potential tickets. And what are you what are the what are the brands and what are the teams that you're working with seeing as the biggest successes? Are there anything outside of the norm that you're seeing that are creating large success for some of the brands and the teams? I think more of like a well-rounded program like what we're doing with what the New York Mets did with Coca-Cola, which we're here today to discuss on a panel just as far as having it be well-rounded and not just be one aspect of a team, but just as far as being able to to integrate with their in-game, integrate with their social media, integrate 
with um, you know experiences outside of the ball field, you know whether it's the rink or the ball field or whatever it is. So, so you, you mentioned the New York Mets, which I'm a huge fan of, always have been, right. which, is, which has its upside and really frustrating seasons, but we continue to love them. Uh, also good friends of mine back in New York. Um, let's talk a little bit about that sponsorship, right? right? What is it that the Mets and Coca-Cola are doing differently? They're doing a lot of beta testing, which is, is unique. The New York Mets have become really the kind of go-to guinea pig type of partnerships. So when Coca-Cola is looking to roll out like different kind of initiatives and activations, they really are, you know, the Mets and them are both kind of game for, for doing this together, which I think is really cool. So Coca-Cola is almost, it's like the city field has become a test market. Mm -hmm. And, you know, obviously you have to have both partners just really on board for that. So as far as like the whole marketing program, they're really proud of that as far as just being able to deal with all aspects of the company and then really sitting down as they go on through the year and just as far as what's working and what's not and just quickly being super agile as far as like changing whatever it, that is. So, you know, speaking with Dory Silverman today of Coca-Cola and Kelly Higgins from the New York Mets today, they're just really proud of that partnership and the way that it came to be. Um, and so we help them as far as putting their decks together. We help them putting together their recaps. And then also when they did activate it and executed it all, they also, we worked with them to help, you know, help them do all that. What would you, what are you seeing from maybe some of the smaller teams that, that may be more of a challenge for? Where, where do you, or maybe what advice would you give to them to look at sponsorship maybe differently than they are or have in the past? So as far as the minor league teams, bringing it back to like our product, the DigiDeck, what we've allowed them to do, which is great, is that this product that we have, it allows them to be like, so we work with, let's say, the Yankees farm team, but we also work with the Yankees. The Yankees farm team now has the same um, product that, you know, that they can view themselves on and, and be able to sell assets and partnerships on. So I would say that try to not always say, oh, well, they're the big leagues and we can't do that. There's so many tools now that they can do that with digital. It just allows them, whether it be like Twitter or Facebook or Instagram, they're getting all that same, you know, FaceTime that they can utilize. There's just so much more that they can do. You know, before it was like they were super stifled as far as, you know, what their ad budgets were in marketing. But now it's just like they have so many different options. Do you think that technology and digital has really given them an advantage that they haven't had in the past? Absolutely. Teams and Absolutely. Even for myself, starting Sports Digital, like if we had to do this without all of that, it would have been really difficult. Just we, we had more of a fair shot, you know, based on that, just being able to utilize all of the, you know, online internet stuff that is out there for us. So I'm going to take a quick little pivot because we have equal parts of our listenership is for people in the sports business and sports marketing side. We also have a lot of entrepreneurs on mm -hmm. the side. And I'm curious from the CEO and founder side, starting Sports Digita, you said something that was great, which I also see as a founder and CEO bold, which is there's a lot of opportunity now that right. you and I both wouldn't have had 10 right. or 15 years right. ago. Right. I'm curious from your perspective to somebody who might be an entrepreneur or thinking about starting a business, what advice would you give to them? Well, for me, it's all about the niche market. For us, you know, I think that when companies start, they try to do so much, you know, too soon. And so we really said sports was my passion. I said, this is going to be the niche I'm going to go after. So what I did is I, I used to work for the Tampa Bay Lightning. And after I was, you know, I moved back to Minneapolis, I'm like, instead of doing it for one team, I can do it for all teams. And I love sports. This is going to be my niche. 
So what I did was I surrounded myself with people that worked in on the teams. I have people that work for from the Seahawks, from FC Dallas, from the Minnesota Twins. That really is was it shortened the cycle of you know kind of making your mark. So as far as just utilizing and, and bringing together a team that really had a lot of the experience where we don't have to work with teams. They don't have to educate us on sponsorship. They don't need to educate us on ticketing. We're kind of already there. So I would say the niche and then just a really good team having people like within that niche. And I think that that really cut off years for us. Mm, I, I, I could totally see that. It makes it being very focused. Totally. So you can move a lot faster. Um, my last question here is, where do you see the biggest upside in sports business or sports sponsorship over the next two to three years? I mean, I think the whole digital, I mean, digital, obviously, but as far as having that experience with the, with the team, but then figuring out how to get that out through all of the different verticals. So like, for instance, when they're at a game and there's this, a cool experience and you need to be able to capture that, being able to use the Twitter and the Facebook and the social, you know, all of the different tentacles. But I think overall, um, there's just so much technology out there now that it's just the teams have to figure out how to bring it back and how they can utilize it. It is a herd mentality in sports, and so I just hope that whoever does, like, you know, kind of run with VR and AR or the esports, that they do it right because it's just it's so important that the sports industry, whoever does lead that, you know, paves a way where it's making sense and they're generating revenue and it's bringing you know back people into their seats, you know, buying tickets. Well, that's fantastic, and I'm very excited to see um, you know, your talk later. Mm -hmm. If other people want to, other listeners want to follow you, see what you're doing, or, or find some of your you know, speeches and content, where can they find you? Um, my Twitter is Angelina Lawton, and really at sportsdigita.com. Fantastic. We'll yeah, put it in you. the show notes. Thank you so much for coming on the Sports Marketing Thank Huddle you. here at NSF. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you.